0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, John? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone, and welcome to episode 139 of the TradeMate Sports Betting Podcast. Today, I'm joined by professional football better and tipster Adam Cheng. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Thanks for having us all. How are you doing? No, very good, mate. Pleasure to have you along. Uh, like we start off every podcast, probably best to yeah give a bit of background about yourself, what you do, and uh, I guess your journey to, to where you are today, where you've become a professional football better and tipster. Sure. Um, so, yeah, well, if you're going all the way back,
1: um, when I was growing up, my best mate's dad was a bookie. So, yeah, spent a lot of time around their house watching the football and the racing, punting away. Then when I was nearly old enough, frequenting his betting shop. Um, so, yeah, learning a lot about the odds and how betting worked um, with him. Then went to off to university, um, studied, sports sociology did a master's in the sociology of sport i did my dissertation in um, on the relationship between gambling and development of horse racing and that helped me gain further understanding of of the betting industry as it was as it has been sort of throughout history in britain Um, also playing poker a lot um during my years studying which enabled me to travel the world and um, then when I got back from that, I got a job um, with a bookie um, called Fitstairs in London, which is like a high end bookmaker, um, which was really, really good. That was sort of my, you know, where I learned most of what I now know about betting um, and how to win gambling, basically. Um, and and yeah, obviously, alongside that, I've, I've I'm a massive football fan. Um, started going to football to watch my team, Ipswich Town. Do you know who they are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been going to watch them since I was, yeah, a little boy. And, uh, yeah, just got sort of, yeah, getting getting to know the game and, and, and its relationship with betting and, and how, yeah, how to win betting on football, basically. Um, so I was at Fitzstairs, the bookmaker, for eight years. Um, then I well I became head of football trading after three years there so I was f- for five years head of football trading um so that was that role comprised basically setting the odds for the company and trading the market so betting the company's money into the market um pretty aggressively um and sort of high volume on those liquid markets um and then obviously betting my own bets alongside sort of the same selections and and others. Um, And sort of towards the end of that period, um, I was of the opinion that I would prefer to just sort of do it on my own. Um, So I sort of left there, had a brief spell at a football stats company called Squawker for about eight months. And then, yeah, just went my own way betting. So I've been doing punting myself now for about five years.
0: Mm, yeah, no, what a journey, mate. Do you want to know maybe, so Fitzdes is a Mayfair bookmaker. Do you want to kind of explain, yeah, a little bit more about how they how they operate?
1: Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, it's a, traditionally a bookmaker in the, the sense of the words, it's a bookmaker, but in the difference with a high street sort of bookmaker is perhaps it's more cutting edge. Um, so the employees are all sort of experts in their fields mm. so you don't get just people, you know, just answering the phone without really knowing um knowing the game as it were as as you do with with the high street bookmakers. Like everyone was a broker. So this we set our own odds. So you had to know what you were what you were doing basically. Um so uh you start as a broker and then you become a trader um if you're good enough and and then you yeah you trade you trade the, the, the sport that you you're you're focused on. So I was football um we had an NFL man, we had a A cricket man we had like three racing men um and yeah your your responsibility is to basically oversee the business you take you take we took on on your sport and and trade the market as well um with the company's money um and yeah it it was it was good It, it worked well because you know we were just we were basically working in a small team um and had the expertise that were sufficient to to make money For the company, which is good.
0: Yeah, so I guess trading for the company and using their money—that must be a—it must be an interesting relationship because, did like, how much uh, experience had you had before that? Because if you're, I guess they're employing you to play with their money, they must be thinking, "Well, I hope this guy's done something like this before." (laughs) Yeah, I suppose obviously, like you, you weren't sort of straight
1: into it. I suppose you had we had, um, you know, trial a trial period of say a year or two um, where. You know, you, you were betting very small. Um, I was betting like fifties, hundreds. It, it, you know, just to, to 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 get a track record going, basically. Um, then when you prove that you can do it, they um, they kind of let you had free reign of 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 it, basically. Um, and yeah, betting into betfair shops wherever you could get on, basically. Um,
0: and that was probably the most fun part of it.
1: And yeah, that was yeah, we made made good money
0: from it. Yeah, well, you know? what's a- did you learn? Is there anything like I guess uh, that surprised or shocked you about mood like going to the to I guess the other side of the fence? And I mean, I, I guess they're a bookmaker, but also you know what you know basically. Yeah, exactly, both sides boat. of the window sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, obviously, when I joined, the the, the biggest sort of shock and enjoyment of that you know, that early period was the fact that it really was like a trading room. Like, you know, you like, you see like the, the city trading rooms in the films where they're sort of shouting at each other and like, it's, you know, everything's quite cutthroat. That's was really enjoyable. Like, you know, you had to be on it the whole time. Um, and you sort of understood how you got to understand how prices are so sensitive and mm. move so quickly. You've just got to be sort of on the ball the whole time with it. Um, because the other thing with fit was which is quite interesting is that um the clients are unique in terms of um they're kind of a lot were like high net worth individuals or mm. trade clients so um a lot of the bets we were taking were big um in volume and so you had to make sure that the, you know it was a very fine line between mm. between winning and losing in terms of the price you were offering because that was responsibility to basically quote the right price to those punters and also to trade that trade money. So a lot of the punters were winning punters. So we had to, you know, limit them where necessary, quote the right price, hedge the bets, and then, you know, trade basically off the back of those bets as well. Um, So that's, that's obviously the difference between, you know, that kind of, and it was all over the phone as well. So you know, you didn't really have much recreational, sort of small punting there. It was all quite, it was all quite sort of aggressive. And, 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 um, yeah, that, I mean, that was what made it fun, I suppose. And, and, and what made it, what made it, um, how it was basically how I learned how to make money betting on football. Yeah. Because, the, because the, the, the pressure was, was such that, you know, you had to be precise with everything, with the prices and with your bets.
0: No, it must have been a wonderful experience, mate. What was? How does? It, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how does it work in terms of your salary? Do you get like a base salary and then like I guess performance bonuses or whatever? Or is it exactly right? Finishing? Yeah. So, so yeah. So so it was. So
1: I think there were cool, cool,
0: just going back a few years now, but I think there was
1: sort of three parts of it. So there was a basic salary, and then you got a um you got a commission on the money that the company made on your sport. So. Mm you know, everything we made on football, I got like a, you know, a small cut of, and then you got your commission on your own trading. So, you know, you were given a pot of money to spend punting basically however you saw fit. And yeah, I I think that was probably the most sort of lucrative sort of part of it. Yeah. The the cuts that I got from that part of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nice. and, And then obviously I was punting myself on the side as well. Um, but it got to the stage where I was taking up too much of my time, basically, for the company. I just, I just thought if I concentrate more on my own stuff, you know, I can do it from home and 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 not have to worry about the bets that we're laying. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, I, yeah, just, yeah. I just,
0: I just felt taking like to one side of the fence.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just preferred that to be honest. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I mean, In I must. Yeah, like I said before, it would have been a terrific experience, kind of playing both sides. Uh, what was it like going from basically being? I assume being like free rolled into like your betting's free rolled into going to, yeah, professional side of things where you're using your money. Was it a different kind of um, emotional journey, I guess? It's kind of similar because
1: you're, you're, you're still, you're being basically in the job, you're being judged on you know the pressure is almost more in the job because you're betting with other people. You know betting with company money, whereas when you're betting yourself, obviously the personal pressure is more because you need to make money to make a living. But it is just you, um, and so yeah, it's maybe more relaxed than when you're in a. You know, and it's like for example, I'd have to. I probably have more bets when I was when I was um, you know working it for the company because. You know, I just wanted to keep it going. Whereas for for myself I can just like have a week off if I want to. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. Mm. Um so yeah, that's probably the difference. But yeah, I was I was definitely ready to 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 do it myself.
0: Yeah. What's, what's your process mate? in general? Are you, do you have like models? Do you kind of focus on market movements or are you do making your own prices? Maybe just give us a yeah brief overview yeah. of how you work. Maybe if you work, I assume you're working solo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm work, working solo. Yeah. Um, so I
1: basically watch it's, it's yeah. It's what I see and it's a bit of both. It's what I see and, and some numbers. So I, I do my own numbers on on like prop stuff, so like player stuff, um, and like things like corners and cards. I, I've got my own sort of numbers on that stuff, um, but that's like a starting point. So I use it as a starting point. The, the the main thing is like how it's like feel context, like watching every game, you know, and that's where I feel the edge is now because I feel that that the market has basically got all that stuff. So you need. You need your own. You need to spot things that like other people haven't spotted to to keep that edge. Do you know what I mean? And 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 just using like numbers, everyone can see that. Everyone can see those numbers. I mean, obviously you you can have models which other people don't, but you know the the the, the sharp monies have got models that are, you know are, that are very advanced. So mm. you know to compete with them is is difficult. So that's why I just feel like I watch games and and try and just. Maybe go against the market almost, um, and just yeah, just just see, you know, obviously like tactics, like teams, tactics, managers, and and histories and and stuff come into it as well as as well as numbers of previous of you know recent games. Yeah, it's, it's all 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 sort of considered. But I would say like this, my biggest edge is basically what I see.
0: I mm. Because yeah, I guess. If you go to the modeling side of things you're you're basically going solo against star lizard you're going solo against yeah examine exactly. I can't remember what his um what his syndicate's called but um yeah i I mean I mean it must be very hard to to find an edge do you know do you know of anyone kind of that works in a similar kind of vein as you that just yeah yeah just no, models no, but, football?
1: Yeah, yeah I've got a couple of mates that model. Um, stuff and they each do their own you know they they do well as well like they win money punting on the football as well um but yeah my edge has always been like what i see and, and and stuff rather than you know as i said i've got my numbers that i use more for the prop stuff but in terms of like 90 minute market 1x2 and and sort of over under goals and corners and stuff that's you know that's more how i see it rather than, you know context rather
0: than rather than yeah you know models yeah can you kind of explain how you've been able to like basically get an edge in betting just from watching games because most people will listen to this, or at least a lot of people will listen to this who haven't spent too much time betting, but have spent millions of hours watching football and say, Well, if this bloke's just got an edge through through watching through watching football, like why can't yeah. I do this myself? Well, you you, you can't, yeah, you can you can have that.
1: You you should have that edge. However, you need to you need to that's obviously half of it is to, mm. to be an expert in that sport and, you know, to, to be a good predictor of what's going to happen. But the other half is to understand how that um, relates to prices, like it, being able to know what price is is a value bet, basically. Like you might think that Manchester United are going to win, but what price, you know, which might be correct, but what price do you think they should be is is what's important. Um, and what price are you getting? Um, and, and it's a fine line, as I said. Um, And that's, I I suppose, you know, the years of experience I've had in the industry, like built that up. Um, You know, what, what probability is something to happen? Um, And what price are you, what, you know, what are you getting for your money?
0: Yeah it's it's kind of like that that old saying of 10,000 hours like when you've when you've spent that amount of time or something close to it watching football and then also looking at numbers on a screen you kind of it's mm. weird you can kind of just start looking at a screen and then seeing numbers and saying all right well, that's that's wrong that's right that's that's quite low kind of etc cetera, etc cetera. so it, it's an interesting process um can you can you kind of talk about your process of like how you actually go about analysing games? Like you got a spreadsheet, you kind of watch it. Like just your your whole process and kind of how you like to to break things down and your process from going from going. All right, I think Manchester United are going to win, matching that to the odds and yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah,
1: so 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 I'll. I mean, I did used to do this more in the old days, but um. I'd come up with a, I've got a price in my head. Uh, now I kind of do it in my head as I don't know if it's laziness or if it's just like experience. I, I kind of don't need to write it all down. But um, in the old days, I'd, I'd yeah do my tissue for the games, for you know for the Saturday games. I'd write down what you know go for, without looking at the prices what I think the price should be, um, and then I'd have a bet if you know the price if the price is if the price is different to what I. I think it should be, but now it's more like I look at the prices and then and then think you know that's a big price, or you know I'll leave that alone, usually it'll be no bet um but you you know I don't I usually don't got to that's the thing is all that stuff is take I feel like I'm spending so much time every week on this stuff, like watching the games, doing my numbers, um that I haven't got time also to do this other stuff like doing a tissue for example um it would just it just takes up too much to, like when, when there's no need for it kind of it's it's the same as um like doing I'm sure we'll come to this later but um like a PL. like you know and recording what price you're take it like doing a bet sheet basically i used to do a bet sheet and i just felt like it was because i was having quite a few bets it was just taking so much time to to write everything down and like um you know write down the closing line and 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 you know the 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 where I was I used to write down like um on horse racing for example where where I got the tip from or um on my football bets like what what reason I had I'd had put a reason um for having the bet like now I just I, and I just felt like it was just taking time and I was missing bets and I mm-hmm. just wasn't doing you know I was it, I was taking so much time doing that that I was spending less time actually watching the football and forming opinions and and yeah it's just Basically, making making sure that um, I'm doing everything I need to, to 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 basically have the best bets, and you know, spending time doing stuff that's a bit unnecessary. Now that I've got that experience, is is like, you know, is something that I've I've kind of changed over the years.
0: Yeah, what what leagues are you focusing on, mate?
1: What leagues? Um, yeah. So it's basically leagues that I can see. So Premier League, Championship, um, a bit of League One and League Two. Um, and then, like, Champions League, um, a bit of Europa League, and then it'll be, well, Cups and Euros. Yeah. And that's about it, basically. Because, Well, because, A, they're the ones that are liquid, so they're the ones you can actually get a bet on. And also, they offer more markets, so they offer, you know, the, the bets on the, the corners and the players and, and that. Um, whereas, you know, if you, if you, if I wanted to, like, have a... Go at doing Scottish third division or Norwegian, you know, second division. Fine, you could find an edge there, like, but being able to get the bets on, um, and being able to get the bets on, you know, to to a volume that is worthwhile Hmm. after all that work is, is, you know, is is something that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do, I'm okay with. That you know, that my edge is basically what I can see anyway, and I, I'm not going to be able to watch a Norwegian second division fixture yeah. list. So,
0: so you, you yeah. basically numbered like six leagues. I mean, I know Champions League in Europe is a little bit different, but how are you able to? I mean, that's a lot of football, mate. I don't know how you watch that much yeah. in a week, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't watch every every, every game that's played, but the, I
1: mean, I, well, I'll watch every game that's live on TV, um, and then the other stuff I will. I will some. I will sometimes get the full game and then like watch it in, in um, like in fast forward. Mm. <laughs> so just make it just speed up a bit, or yeah, or just I don't. I don't watch every minute of every game. So I'll, I'll look at you know I'll look at the numbers and 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 look at the highlights and make my own decisions and stuff and and look at manager reactions and team news and and just all, every context piece of context that I can sort of think of really that all comes into it and. And, and not have many bets, you know, have like a few a week, basically,
0: hmm. rather so than having a bet on every game. Like now, I like what you mentioned there about kind of immersing yourself in the league and like watching every bit of content. I guess you can. It, yeah. Like you mentioned, looking at managed, like watching managers' press conferences and stuff like that. Like, what are you trying to pick up on when you when you're watching them? Anything like anything yeah, beyond the, the surface, or
1: yeah, no, just yeah, just what they what they th- like how. You think they're, you know, how they're approaching the next game, or what they thought about the the game before. Like, I don't know. You can, you, I feel you can, like, you can gain an understanding of of their prospects for the next game by, you know, by the feeling of of in the club and and stuff, and uh, the manager reaction is is part of that. I also look at like fanzines online and and fan reaction. It, it really helps because sometimes you know stats won't pick up. Um, mm. Uh, if a team's played really well, but like you can say, look at the xG or, or you know how many chances were created, and, and those numbers obviously, but that's those stats don't always pick up everything. So you can look at that. You look at that, but you all can also look at um, you know fan like opinion, not not biased stuff, but but you know reasoned yeah fan opinion that that you trust. Um, or, or you know manager opinion or anything like that 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 will maybe help you sort of see where a team has been unlucky or or a bit lucky um you know or or feelings over certain players and stuff it's quite detailed i suppose becomes
0: but yeah i i th- i think it's, it's just it's, trying think, to get
1: an edge wherever you can i guess
0: yeah, yeah i, I, I mean? think i think it's so interesting because we're in the we're in the era of data aren't we and it almost like like we kind of touched on this before but it feels like you can almost ignore all the data at the moment and because that's already in the odds like by the time you go to log on 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 you know yeah. tuesday morning before a game of champions league uh fixtures it's like the stats are already in there like the you know the xg the supremacy all this kind of stuff it's already in exactly like it's all in the to,
1: price exactly
0: you need to find something that that Jürgen Klopp said at a random press conference or a, you know, you need to find little weird things like (laughs) that, all these kind of soft factors. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, I mean, do you think this is, I guess, I think you touched on this before, but do you think this is kind of like the, the new, the new wave of, of, of ways, ways people are going to have to approach their betting because like, you know, building a model is hard enough, but then you've got to build a model that's, you know that's better than you know style is and stuff like that, exactly, yeah, and that's impossible
1: <laughs> exactly it's <is> impossible <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly, you're competing with them, which you're not you're not gonna you know you're not gonna be because they're so yeah they're they're sharp and they've got yeah they're moving markets, and yeah you you yeah you so you've just got to find a, your way of doing it and and your the clue you've got to find clues that that only
0: you're finding basically um. yeah. So then when you go to like, I guess, measure you, the success of, of your bets, if if do you think like these soft factors or things that you're looking for end up actually getting factored into the price? So that when you're looking at, you know, closing lines and stuff like that, do you, do you pay much attention to them? Because you're like, well, you know, I didn't beat the market, but the market you know wasn't even looking at what I was looking at if you get what I mean yeah i mean no overall i, I i'm no i'm not disputing the fact that, that you it, you've got to beat the you've got
1: to beat the closing line on the long term pro, pro you know but the way to beat that closing line for me would be to be finding those clues do you know what i mean like that's okay. how i would bet and 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 beat the line because i would maybe see something that I mean yeah, I, then then there's it's not always going to be right the the SP like the 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 far, the closing line isn't always going to be right. Um it's going to be based on, you know, whatever. It's going to be based on on Star Lizard's bets. It's going to be based on um you know, team news. It's usually going to be right. So it's going to be right a lot most of the time, but sometimes it's not going to be right. Um and I mean, I've always had this discussion about SPs in horse racing. Like, how correct is it? Um, you know, it's not always it's not always going to be right. So you've just got to hope that you, you you take advantage when it's you know when you, you don't you, you know you can win when when you when you're you're when you're you're matching the clo- you know when you're betting at the closing line price, like, you can still win at that. But obviously, you wouldn't all the time. But there are occasions when you can.
0: Yeah, do you like when you're going back on a Monday morning and looking at, at your results and you've you've picked ten out of ten winners, let's say, but all ten of them have been beaten by the closing line or haven't beaten the closing line. So how do you kind of Yeah, how do you approach that? And is it something that you're, I don't know, maybe more stressful about rather than when you when you lose ten bets and they all beat the closing line?
1: Um, yeah, I mean obviously like yeah, I just yeah, obviously, you uh, yeah, you, uh, you, I uh, know you, you need to beat the closing line. That is the bottom line. To, uh, <laughs> over, yeah, as I said, but, um, yeah, I, I'm happy to, I'm happy to have winners that, that, that like, that don't beat the closing line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Funny that, um, yeah. your, 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 player props betting, mate. Um, yeah, do you yeah. want to kind of talk through your process a bit, a bit more there and how you come up with your, with your prices on player props?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty soft book stuff. Um, so you're not going to get massive amounts of volume on it. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, I mean, basically it's Bet 365 um, are the ones that do the passes. Well, I mean, a few of them do it, but 365s are the best ones because they do under and over. So it's how many passes a player is going to attempt in a game. Um, and yeah, it's basically like so one employee or a group of their employees are um you know are pricing that market up so they're coming up with a line of a, a player to put, make a number of passes over or under um and so it's basically uv them and that is why um you know we can pick and choose as well like they're they're they're, they're pricing up four or five per live game any every game that's live on tv is priced up on the player passes and the player shots um and and yeah so we can pick and choose uh, so we don't have to bet every you know every game we can pick and choose them so so it's basically an us us v them so it's us against the traders there yeah usually the passes there's more certainty as well because there's more of them so like i do shots i mean i can do shots passes and fouls um but and that's basically it's all based on the numbers but the passes are the best ones because um there's more of them so like it's more certainty if you see what I mean
0: okay yeah 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 I guess yeah bigger bigger sample means more accurate results like yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah and that's probably yeah,
0: okay. that, that market is probably my um my biggest um success yeah which is interesting because the the margins on those player passes markets are pretty bloody big <laughs> yeah 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 but, um they, they, but they, even then, like you say that,
1: but like it's it's easy to win on them. Like they get them wrong a lot. <laughs> In other
0: words, there's a reason why there's a big margin on them.
1: See. Yeah, exactly, exactly. right. <laughs> yeah, it should.
0: It, I mean, and it should be even bigger, really. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you struggle to keep accounts on these player prop markets? Because I mean, it seems to be like a, a general narrative that you know, if you yeah, you yeah no, player it, props.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, it does give you the fact that it's on. They're always on the top level um, games. It gives you a bit more rope. So because it's Premier League and Champions League, like, and also obviously, like you, you're putting through like stuff that looks like mug betting as well. Um, you know, to, to 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 dilute that the stuff um, on the players. Um, so yeah, that that kind of hides it. Do you know what I mean? If you you you, you know, you, if you're getting like six hundred quid on a on a player passes and then. Having three grand on a on a one x two like that 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 yeah. player passes bet is is hidden a bit, um, which helps to keep accounts. But yeah, I mean, obviously you can't get. I would you know I wouldn't be able to get the, as big a bet as, of that I would like on those player passes. But it, it's kind of fine. It's fine. It's fine. Obviously I'll go through quite a few accounts, but it's it's okay. Like they take a they take a big enough bet for it to be you know to, for it to be more than worthwhile and for it to be really like pushing up my profit number for the year
0: yeah and you so you're using more of a stats based approach for the player props is wouldn't that be what the bookmakers are doing too or are you kind of looking in I guess more I guess better places than they are yeah yeah no no
1: so basically like they, they'll more use um they'll use like averages pretty much of Or oh, it seems to be like they use averages of the players so they've obviously got the numbers i've got in terms of previous makeups of these players um but they'll look at the opposition in terms of how sort of how good the opposition are um in in like the league table say um mm. whereas it's more to do with the team styles so like i don't really give too much away but like <laughs> it's tactic but like tactics it is 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 the most important thing on this player passes stuff because it's, yeah, it's, it's basically who, which teams are going to put more pressure on, put more pressure, press more. And, uh, you know, and that, that like makes the number of passes less for players that even, so that would be for a poor opponent who presses like an opponent, like an opponent might get, will get less against them than against a good team that doesn't press. Whereas, they'll just use an average of what that player has made in the past, say, ten, match- 10 matches and put it up a bit if it's a team that they're playing which is at the bottom of the league or yeah. put it down a bit if it's a team they're playing that is at the top of the league. Whereas really they should be looking at other factors. and And it's not easy. Like if I had to price up every live game and also have other responsibilities for that bookmaker at the same time, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would make mistakes as well here and there, <laughs> like. But yeah, it, the fact that you know we can really sort of have a long look at it, have a look at the long look at the numbers and who, which teams, those players have got those points again, what the game state was like in those games, because that's a massive part of it as well. Like red red cards and and early goals really impact on the the play for the rest of the game you know and that really mm-hmm. takes into account yeah really comes you know is obviously a massive thing on on how many passes a player gets
0: yeah yeah i mean i guess it's just the old adage of you know they've got to price up a million markets and you only have to beat them in one so um, yeah yeah we've always i mean in that sense we've always got the advantage
1: um, yeah,
0: exactly one of the other markets that you focus on is turbocharged betting. And mate, I'm not gonna lie. I've <laughs> never ever never <laughs> heard of this market before in my life until I came across yourself. So yeah, maybe for most listeners I would assume they've yeah don't know too much about it. So maybe explain a little bit about that market and yeah how it works and yeah the system yeah, so you come up with. That
1: that is um that is another name for the player performances um yeah. in the, on the spreads. So the spreads are I mean obviously spread betting is you know, the more right you are, the more you win, the more wrong you are, the more you lose. Um, but it's essentially the same theory in terms of approach as the player passes um, in terms of what I was just talking about, their tactics, managers and, and game state and that. Um, it is essentially a, a prediction of, of how well a player is going to play in a game. So the player gets points for everything they do. So you get 25 points for a goal. Um, you know, 10 points for an assist, five points for a shot on target, two points for a pass in the opposition's half, three points for winning a corner, two points for a shot off target. I think that's about it on the spreadex on the spreadex points criteria. And then Sporting Index have got slightly different points criteria where they do get minus points for fouls com, com, com committed and uh, yellow cards and red cards. But um, essentially the theory is the same, but basically what it is, is a prediction of how many points they're going to get. And again, it is um it the, it's an interesting market in terms of the midfielders because um the midfielders are most of their points come from passes and so if you think that um you know a, a player will will not get that many passes in the opposition's half then you know you might sell them um but it, as i said it's the same theory as the player passes on the on the fixed odds um so yeah so i've got that Historical data of all the makeups, and that's where they make the prices as well. In the same way that the BetFreaks is five do on the passes, so they'll look at the what they've got in the last twenty games, say, and give an average of and make a an, uh, make a quote on the on the average of that. Um, and there, yeah, it might well be like 10, 15 lower or higher than it should be, in my opinion. Um, and that's when we have a bet. I mean, that's really that's always been a profitable market for me. Um, probably the best, but yes, again, it's, I mean, getting on's not that easy, but because it's trading on the spreads, like, yeah, you, you can really win, win a, a nice amounts if you get it right. Mm.
0: Is it, is it quite hard to transfer your, I guess, your brain from odds to points, if you get what I mean?
1: No, not really, because it's the same theory. It's the same theory. So if you're, if you're, you know, if, if they're using the same, um, Theory to get to their price on the, on the fixed odds player passes line as they are um, giving a quote for uh, a player performance on the spreads, um, you know, you, you're, you're taking advantage of both of those markets, basically. Um, and I mean, it's really fun as well, the spreads, really fun, because when you watch a game, and also you learn a lot about the players as well, like more than you, because you're focused on that player. And how what he's doing exactly, and uh, yeah, it's just yes, yeah, it's, it's it's good. It really like makes you sort of realise like the best players from the not so good players that you yeah. wouldn't have otherwise
0: re- like known if you hadn't have had a bet on that market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, I mean, there must be some some big swings too. I mean, I mean, I don't know how it works, but especially if you've maybe got the the unders. I mean, unders or overs on a player who gets injured early, like. I mean oh yeah that's should... a, yeah that's that's huge obviously like but that's yeah. obviously
1: a you know an outlier that will be like a just mm. unlucky if a player gets injured um but yeah there there'll be like or a red card a red card is massive for those for those yeah. play performance bets um because you know if the the team with 11 men will always have a lot more possession than a team with 10 men almost whoever whoever they, the teams are so if you've sold a, a low quote and you know and the other team have a player sent off, uh, sent off, uh, sent off. Then you're going to be yeah on the back foot basically, and it could they could make up a, a, you know a big amount, and uh, yeah that would be a big loss. But um, yeah, you could be, generally speak but as you know with all betting, it's like long term process. Like if you're doing the you know having that the same theory making the bets, then yeah. you know you can you can take one or two in a season where you get bad luck like an injury or a red card that really. You know, gives you a big loss on that game over time, uh, over a season, you're going to make money on on that, on that, using those, you know, techniques.
0: And then the two bookies that do this are SpreadX and what was the other one? Yeah, SpreadX and Sporting Index. Sporting Index, okay, yeah. Do, do you yeah. think like fantasy players could make a really easy, um, I guess, yeah. transition to this kind of betting? Because yeah, probably. Get, I suppose it's yeah. the
1: same, similar sort of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a similar sort of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, the fantasy stuff is yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, as long as I you're the good NFL at it, stuff I guess. is is yeah, yeah is, is very like where it's where they look at everything. Those fantasy games that look at everything, yeah, look at everything they do, like all, all the passes and and I know the NFL those markets. There's a lot of that stuff, isn't there out there? I mean, I'm not completely familiar with it, but um, but yeah, I suppose it's the same sort of theory as that.
0: Yeah. How do those how do those bookmakers operate? Are they pretty similar to to soft bookmakers in in the sense that, you know, they'll eventually get limited or are they more willing to take a bet?
1: Yeah, they'll 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 take a bet and then ch- and then change the line. Um but yeah, they I mean again it's yeah, they're they're a bit like yeah, they you could you feel like they're a bit timpot at times with the amount of you know the stake that they allow. Like they, you know, they'll have they have their financial sort of side as well. So they have financial and sports, and obviously the financial is like big for them and the sports is kind of like i don't know they're they're maybe less certain of their prices on the sports um Mm. so they're a bit more risk averse on the sports i would say um which means that like yeah you you, you're not going to be able to get massive bets away but but yeah i mean in terms of the spreads it's even small bets are fine because it can really multiply you know yeah get it right Um, so they do move the line pretty quickly yeah, they move, they'll, they'll move a lot yeah if i if i have a bet they know it's from me or from yeah or from from a, a sharp punter they'll 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 take they'll take a few quid and then move it immediately mm. um and then yeah and then it might still be a bet and then they'll move it again but yeah or they'll restrict you you know even more but um mm. it's just as it's like with all betting, it's just like a scramble to get on what you can, basically.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny how the hardest part sometimes is actually placing the bet, rather oh, than coming winners, up. <laughs> finding the winners is easy. It's just it's getting them on. It's
1: getting them on. That's the difficult part.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare, mate. Um, <laughs> how how overall, how's your? I mean, your approach in you know the, the play performance market props, uh, ones, yeah. twos, over unders, all this kind of stuff. How's that been affected by the? the return of crowds? Has it changed up much of what you're doing? It's, it's, or? It,
1: no, not really. It's just another variable, isn't it, to consider? It's just another variable to consider of many variables. Um, some teams will have, um, you know, will be adversely affected more by the lack of crowds um, and, you know, some teams less so. Some teams actually, the return of crowds is potentially a negative because they get on their players' backs and stuff and you can, you know, but generally speaking... I wouldn't say it's a massive, massive factor that I've considered
0: hmm. for my bets. You-
1: really, especially the prop stuff, it's not. Yeah, doesn't factor. It doesn't. Not that much of a factor.
0: Have you have you noticed a market adjustment at all from the bookmaker? Yeah, it's
1: it's, like, it's yeah it's, it's it has changed slightly, especially for those certain teams like Millwall and Cardiff and just teams that, yeah have have more of a have more of a presence of of yeah, of like intimidating atmospheres, but mm. generally speaking, it doesn't—it hasn't changed that much, I don't think.
0: Yeah, okay, mate, mate, fabulous chat. My last, my last question's pretty general for everyone that comes on. Uh, so, I mean, it's been great getting to know the ins and outs of of your football betting. But if there's yeah, one piece of advice you'd have for someone looking to who's just either starting betting or someone who's pretty regular with their betting, uh, what would that be?
1: Um, it'll probably be just to focus on the area that you've got an edge on um just just use that as your as your edge and and believe in the edge and uh you know state correctly um and and be prepared to 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 have bad runs and to just carry on as as you are um you know and over time you you'll 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 win um yeah that's that's the that's what i would say Um, yeah don't try and do too much you know like if you've got an edge that that's enough
0: (laughs) yeah no it's a good point because I guess some people like you know they find their edge and then they they start finding trying to find edges somewhere else and and they forget about what got them to the dance I guess
1: (laughs) exactly yeah and uh like yeah I mean that's particularly important if you're backing odds on shots as well I think because when you back an odds-on shot that wins, you expect you expect it to win. Whereas when it loses, it's like a massive, you know. It's but so that's what I would. I think for odds-on shots, it's you've got to just carry on going. Like just don't, you know, don't get affected badly if if you have a few odds-on losers. It you know it, if you're betting at five to six, when you think it's four to six, it's still a good bet. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it loses, if you have a few losers in a row, um, it's just the mentality of it when you're backing odds on shots. I find like some people are like, Oh, it's odds on, it should win. Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? But they don't all win. And you know, more than an odds against shot, like, if you're backing like a four to one shot and it loses, it's like, you know, I expected that to lose, but odds on shot. (laughs) So that's why you got to just like keep your, I don't know, keep your discipline really on those.
0: Yeah. No, well said, mate. Well said. Um, yeah, like I said, enjoyed the chat. Where can people find you and your work and, yeah, maybe so- sign up to... So, so if you just want to sign up for
1: tips. my tips, the tips are at www.marketprospectors.com <laughs> forward slash inside man. That's www.marketprospectors.com forward slash inside man. So that's where you can sign up for my tipping service. <laughs>
0: All right. Terrific, mate. I love how you had to write down the uh, address. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, terrific. No, mate, thanks very much for coming on and thanks, everyone, for, no for listening at home. It's been a yeah, terrific chat. If you're uh, listening to the podcast for the first time or maybe the second or third time, please make sure you give it a rate and review. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to the podcast. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back with some some more podcasts later in the week. Thanks again very much, Adam. Cheers.